cash flow, business finances, and revenue fluctuations. These are some things that business owners typically don't handle well, and they don't even understand how to handle these well. So I have Carla Titus on the podcast with us today. She's the CEO of Wealth and Worth Within, and she's a financial consulting agency. And she's going to help you as a business owner to understand what you need to be doing to achieve uh, financial clarity and peace of mind with your business's finances. And if you've listened to any of the 125 plus episodes of the Weekly Wealth Podcast, and if you've ever wondered what it might be like to work with me as your financial advisor, I have a very simple process. So go to my website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com. Click on the Contact Us tab at the top. That'll take you to my calendar. You can then schedule a 30-minute appointment where we can talk about some of your fears, some of your struggles, some of your successes, and just the 30,000-foot level aspects of your or financial situation. We can then simply decide if you have any next steps. It really is that simple and there is no cost for this appointment. Hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. My name is David Chudik, and I am a financial advisor. And I'm a financial advisor. I work with individuals, but I work mostly with business owners um, because business owners have a lot of financial issues that they need to get under control. Business owners have to set up their own retirement plans. They have to budget for their own business. They have to budget personally. They have to create estate plans. And a lot of times they just don't get to it. But today, we definitely have a show geared towards the business owners. And we have uh, Carla Titus on uh, the line with us. And she's a fractional CFO. And uh, if you don't know what that is, we're going to give her the chance to uh, to talk about that. And we're going to talk about how, how you can increase the profitability of your business and build uh, generational wealth. And what are some of the, the, the small mistakes that compound over time that prevent business owners from building actual wealth and getting out of that survival mode that it's so easy to kind of stay in. So, uh, hey, Carla, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Great. Well, tell us a little bit about your company name and and how long you've been in business and a little bit about uh, about your background. Yeah. So I'm Carla Titus, founder and CEO of Wealth and Worth Within. Uh, We've been in the consulting business for about five years doing fractional CFO services. And um, we got started helping clients who just lack the confidence and knowledge to run the financial side of their business, which as you, you and I know, it's the best the biggest thing and the most important uh, aspect of staying in business, though, is the one that we do not get education on or knowledge. Um, and so when we go into business, we go into business because we love it, not because we want to manage all the financial right. side of it, though, being such a critical aspect. Um, we are here to help our business owners build personal wealth. That's part of the name uh, in our branding uh, to create worth for their business, make it be valued more. So one day, maybe when they want to sell it or exit, they get the most uh, that they can for it, for what they built and put their sweat equity into. And it's within them to do it. They just need a little guidance and direction and a little of expertise to really get them to that next level. Yep. Yep. So most business owners, and I say it just about every podcast, the business owners are really good at their trade, but they're not good at the running of the business. And I'm guilty as charged. I mean, some of this stuff is hard and and nobody's good at everything. So 
where there are weaknesses, you need to hire someone, whether it be internally or or a fractional uh, CFO um, like yourself and your team to work on the business uh, finances. So before we get into kind of our topic, what size business like do you work with? Is it, uh, you know, is there someone that might be too small to work with you? And then also, you know, is there is there a size business that may be too big and, and they may have a full-time CFO that, uh, you know, needs to legitimately work 40 hours a week? So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so we work with a lot of small business owners. Um, anyone who's six figures and trying to get to seven um, fits really well in the strategic type project work that we do for them. So we have different ways that we support clients um, to allow it to be accessible because everyone deserves the expertise, but not everybody can afford it. And so we mm-hmm. made, um, you know, we set up options for our clients to be able to get access to the expertise as they need it. And then over time, they'll grow with us and then they'll become a retainer client. So retainer clients tend to be in the seven figures between one and $10 million a year. And then once you get past that stage, you might be needing to hire someone more internal, a financial analyst, a financial director, or a CFO in-house. And we also help clients with that transition between 10 and 25 million a year, where they're going to need to bring someone in-house, also be well-trained and hand off all the processes, systems, and foundation we have set up for this business owners to continue to succeed with an internal hire instead of the outsource uh, external CFO. So small business owners, um, some of them do well, some of them just never, ever, ever seem to get ahead. They never seem to kind of build that wealth. Um, So let's talk about what are are a few of the major, uh, whether they're kind of small daily mistakes or or big, just one-time mistakes that that you see that, that prevent small business owners from building like actual real generational wealth that um, that can have an impact on the world. Not just, hey, we had revenue up this month, uh, you know, lifetime generational wealth. What are some of the mistakes that you see business owners that prevent that? Yeah. So let's start with um, business owners do not always love to look at their numbers. And that is kind of step number one. It it seems so simple, yet it's so overlooked because they're either not making the time because they're running a whole business and, you know, who has time for that? (laughs) And so not being intentional about looking at your numbers, reviewing what's happened monthly, and then making decisions based on that information. So what numbers should a business owner be looking at? Uh, do you log into the bank account and say, hey, there's a positive balance, so we're good? Or or what other numbers sh- should a business owner be looking at either by themselves or with you or someone like you? And how often should they be looking at those numbers? Ideally, they're getting monthly bookkeeping reports if they have someone doing their bookkeeping for them or they're the ones doing it. At least they're looking at it monthly. What we're looking at is a profit and loss statement to manage our business. We're not looking at the bank account to get started. Uh, that comes next. So we start with a profit and loss statement. We look at what revenue or sales got brought into the business that month. We then look at all of our expenses and understand where are we spending all the money we're making? Is it intentional? Are we just letting some things get charged because we signed up for it in the past and forgot to cancel it? Are you leaking, you know, additional money that you shouldn't be because you hire a coach and then you didn't see the results and never canceled it? There's all this aspect of, you know, business expenses that we need to be evaluating constantly to make sure that we're not wasting our resources 
And then we need to know what's left at the end of the day. What is the profit? Is, the, is there a profit? If there's a loss, then we need to have a plan to turn that around over time and start to get to a point where we get to break even and then start making a profit. Because making that profit is what's going to allow business owners to start to think about building generational wealth. Without it, we're still stuck in the same vicious cycle of not making money, not paying ourselves, not having cash in the bank, and always being behind and thinking that borrowing debt or taking a loan will fix our problems. Mm -hmm. That's hard. How do you address the, you know, almost the emotional or the, uh, are, are there some business owners that are just like not comfortable saying, I want to get wealthy or I want to have a significant amount of money in, in my accounts? Or because I do think that there's some mental blocks sometimes with business owners, just, you know, almost like you'll you'll be criticized if you become wealthy. Yeah. So we work a lot of mindset around money with our clients. It, there's just no way around it. And if we weren't helping them work through that, then we wouldn't be you know, uh, helpful at all because we wouldn't be able to make any kind of progress. Um, so we address those issues either that come from childhood or that, you know, they perceive it a certain way. And we just ask questions and we start to kind of peel the onion back on like, where's this coming from? Why do you feel uncomfortable making money? Why do you think it's greedy or bad for you to have money? And we help them, you know, get to a point where they understand that the sustainability of a business long-term relies on being profitable and that making money is not a bad thing. They can always give back to charity. They can do more impact by having more money in their business and continuing to grow that, employ people, give back to the community in different ways. And so we help them reframe how they think about money and why it might be good to have it and also how to properly manage it. Because I think that's where people feel a lot of the guilt of, well, I have all this wealth, not what? Right. Um, there's so much you can do with it. But if you're not guided, then you might just feel like you're hoarding money or you're greedy and you feel guilty about it. And you're like, well, everyone else doesn't have it. So why should I? And you start to ask all those questions, which then, again, requires some reframing to make it into a positive, right? Well, what can you do with that money to positively impact your community and help mm -hmm. people out? Let's Let's go to kind of the basic of the basic questions. How does or how should a small business owner know how much the business can afford to pay them? Um, you know, there may be, if you're in a seasonal business, your revenue could be three, four, five, six, seven, ten 10 times higher. And you might be tempted to pay yourself more during those months. And then maybe during the low revenue months, now there's no money. So how do you know how much money you can afford to pay yourself? You have to start by proactively planning for what comes next in your business. Um, a lot of the work that people seek out help for is, you know, the current numbers and the past numbers. So that is your accountant and your bookkeeping team. But what is lacking is this forward looking on intentionally saying, okay, in the next three months, our business might be really doing really well, but come the winter time, maybe the business goes down and we know we're going to do half as much business. So what you need to do is you need to plan for that ahead. And now you're not paying yourself, you know, extra from your business on those good months, because what you need to do is you need to stash away a little bit of that to be able to weather that downturn in your business. That doesn't happen by accident. That is very mm -hmm. intentional planning that you need to do to set the money aside, not you know, inflate your lifestyle for those three months and then come the winter time and you're just like, oh my goodness, I can't even pay myself enough to pay my bills personally. So 
planning that out and knowing how much your business can afford. And it could start with a small amount and grow over time as your business continues to grow. I'm a big advocate of building the habit to pay yourself first. Then we can deal with how much the amount needs to be and how well your business is performing and how much more can you afford to give yourself. Sticking on kind of that mindset, uh, that mindset issue, I've seen a lot of small businesses and, and I'm talking especially businesses where like the business owner like is in charge of a lot and they they almost apologize for charging you to do a service. And I, I can think of a few a few uh, vendors that I do business with that I've actually told them, look, dude, you could charge double and you would still be less than a lot of people and you could you know, you could make the same amount of money with half the clients and have less stress, or you can make double the money with the same amount of clients and have more money. Why do business owners undervalue their service? So like from a mindset point of view, and then kind of how do you get around that? And, and, and what's your advice with, with charging um, enough for your products and services? There is a price point for everything, right? You can be the low end, uh, volume play, economy of scales, but now you have to get a thousand people to buy your $10 product instead of, you know, 10 people buying it at a hundred to make the same amount of money. So it's really deciding like, where are you playing? Are you playing on the high end market? You're just average like everyone else, or you're like, I'm going to be the Walmart, right? I'm going to be the cheapest price. Everybody's going to come. And therefore I'm going to make all the profits it's just going to take me a million people in order to make that same mm -hmm. amount of money. So right. it depends on where you want to play. So there's a price point for everything. But what it comes down to is what is the value that you're delivering to this person, this client, whatever you're offering for the service? And do they see that value reflected back in the price that you're charging them? And if they think it's a bargain because you're not charging enough, they might think you're too cheap and they don't want to work with you because you might not even know what you're doing. Like that could be reflected in your price. And so I find that people a lot of the time tend to go for the cheaper side because they're like, oh, it'll be easier. And actually what you find is that when you charge lower prices, people are more demanding on what they want from the product or the service. They're calling you all the time. They don't leave you alone. They want the whole enchilada, even though you only offer them a little slice of it because yeah. you charge not enough for it. Yeah. Where on the flip side, you could be charging the full price for the whole service inclusive of everything. And those people that value that offer are happy to pay the higher price and they're probably not even calling you because they don't have time to bother you. They're waiting for you to lead the way and show the expertise and show up in the way that they're, it's going to meet their needs when they need it instead of always, you know, asking for more and more and more. And that's the thing that people don't realize about pricing is that as long as you're being good about clearly communicating the value, there's a price point for everything. And obviously, we always have to be mindful of the competition, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I always say that human beings spend resources where they see value. So mm -hmm. there's probably an area in your life where you you pay extra for consumables just because it's something that you like. Um, mm -hmm. And there's and and I may not have that same area in my life because I don't value the same things as you. And then there may be another area where where I buy more expensive quote stuff. And and you don't because I see the value. So we when we're showing our clients that we are we are offering significant value, there's always going to be a market for it. Um, and and I think that's it's it's so important for the business owner to know and to acknowledge and to truly believe in what they're doing. And and if you don't, it sometimes it is hard to charge a um, charge a premium. Um, I know personally um, the 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 
physical and mental and relational impact that I've had on some clients' lives by helping them get their money straight, that whatever they're paying me as an advisor fee, you could multiply it by 20 and they'd still be getting a great value because um because I know what I do is is that important. And um, you know, I'm I'm sure you feel the same way, but I think you really have to have to uh you know know in your gut and in your soul that what you're doing is is valuable, right? You have to believe it and then you have to follow it with data, of course, right? Because we want to prove that it's actually happening. And if we see you know, clients that are satisfied and getting great results. And we see those results that are tangible that we can speak to. But you first have to believe that the price you're charging is a lot aligned with the value you're delivering, or maybe even you're delivering more value than what you're charging. And that confidence is what's going to allow you to land the right type of clients. And there's also like this part of like the type of clients that you want to land oh, on no a track, yep. right? And it's such a big one that I think people miss out. Like I was having a conversation on like a low end offer and trying to get new people to start new businesses and they're not wanting to spend the money or invest in it because they're like, oh, I'll just figure it out because they have time and they don't value their time as highly as they do their money. Uh -huh. And so they're just over there spending hours and countless hours, even though there's someone here offering them a roadmap to get to that quicker and faster for a price point, of course, in um, getting their time back, right? And it just, there's a shift over time where you start to value your time more and you're like, I'm just, it's not worth it for me to drive across town to pick that thing up. I'm just going to have it deliver, right? And you yeah. pay the delivery fee yeah. because it's worth it. No question. I actually have a have an investment client and um, they showed up for a review um, a couple of weeks ago and they they wrote a check and they said, here, just here's here's money, just invest it where, where you think it should go. And and that's awesome because they they trust me and and of course we're putting it in a spot that makes sense for them, but um, it does seem like the wealthier people with with busier lives tend to um, accept advice more. Let's jump away from the podcast for just a moment. And since Carla and I are speaking mainly to business owners today, I have a question for the business owners. Have you ever thought about selling your business, maybe selling and retiring and using the proceeds of your business to fund your retirement? Have you ever thought that, hey, maybe I'm just done with my business. Maybe I need to move on to something else. Or maybe, hey, my industry is at an all-time high and I need to get out while I am at the top. So if you've wondered any of these or any other business sale related questions, that's one of the things that I do for business owners is I help with exit planning. So check out my website, www.allofmyassets.com. That's www.allofmyassets.com. Uh, there's a lot of information there about business valuation and how to increase the value of your business. If you have any questions, email me, david at parallelfinancial.com. And don't forget to take the value builder questionnaire when you're on the site. It only takes about 13 minutes and it gives you some great, great insight on what you can do to increase the value of your business. Okay, now let's get back to the podcast. So that's all good and fine and 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 kind of from a from a mindset standpoint, yeah, we got to make sure we're paying ourselves. Um, and yeah, we need to make sure that we believe in our products and services and we're charging an adequate amount so that we can cover our overhead and build wealth. But you know, that's kind of like frou-frou stuff, but like, how do I actually plan and project my business's finances? I mean, I can't see the future. Um, I can see the past, but I don't know if a recession is coming. I don't know if if someone's going to open up a competing business down the street that's going to take uh, some of my revenue. So so how do I look at, I don't know if I'm going to hire someone and they're going to steal or, 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 or be a horrible employee and we lose customers. So, so how do I plan for those kind of things? And, and how do I plan and project? 
projections and forecasting is really an art because you only have the information that you do today. You don't know in two weeks after you hire that person if they're going to be bad. You just know what you know about them today and you added a team member and you're excited and you know you're going to grow the business and you made some plans for those revenue goals. And then all of a sudden you find that they're actually not helping you at all and they're stealing from the business. And now what, right? Now you're left with not only one less employee, but you're also left with not achieving your revenue goals that month. Those are lessons we can learn from what we expected to happen versus what actually happened. And some of those factors will come into play down the road when you continue to grow your business and you know what things to watch out for because you planned for it and it didn't happen. It went the other way. And then you can go back and look at your projections and say, have I accounted for something going wrong? Have I change the path on that. If I don't hit the revenue, if I'm at half the revenue, am I still okay? Are my expenses in alignment with that? Um, do I have room for error? Or am I just projecting the best case scenario, not even looking at the downside of what could go wrong? And I think that's where business owners get really hung up on because they're like, okay, I'm going to double my revenue and I'm going to hire double the team and everything's going to be perfect. And business is never perfect. It's nope. lumpy. Mm -hmm. And what we do is to kind of help whether those ups and downs month open is we look at things quarterly and yearly as well. So maybe that derail you for a month and a half to have to deal with that situation, but then you're back on it and you're able to make up for what you've lost. And so your goals are not just throw them out any because the month was off. You now have to recalibrate and refocus towards still achieving that yearly goal. And it doesn't matter if one month is bad, if you can make it up in the next two, three months, then you're still back on track. And I think that's where business owners get discouraged and just throw in the towel, right? Because they're like, oh, well, that month sucks. So now I'm going to just throw the whole plan out the door and out the window for the year because I just had a bad month. And that is not how business ownership is. And we all know that, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard work. Things come out of, you know, unexpected and we have to deal with them. And that's the beauty of business ownership is that we get creative, we get really resourceful and we get back on it because we have to, right? We got to pay ourselves and we want to make sure that we're hitting those goals. So it starts with a plan though. We want to be intentional. You got to do that planning in the strategic direction setting so that you know what you're going towards. And then as life happens, as things come up in business, you readjust and you adapt to still hopefully achieves those goals. But even if you don't achieve them fully, at least you're probably better off than you would have been if you didn't plan. Right. And that's one piece that I think a lot of business owners forget that even if you get to your 80% of your goal, you're probably better than where you were a year from uh, ago when you first started, right? And so that's mm -hmm. what we want to be doing for our businesses, prompting them to create more, to generate more. And sometimes it's just making what you already have efficient. Right. And I think some people forget that growth and scaling at all costs is not always a solution. And that just working with what you have and making it better, streamlining it on cause and, you know, making the process easier, getting your time back is also just as worth it as generating more revenue. No question. And sometimes revenue, you know, if you have to spend five hundred dollars to make five hundred and ten dollars, maybe that's not worth it. Maybe, you know, maybe you, you exactly. keep it simple. And, and you stay where you were because because revenue is awesome, but really the bottom line profit is what really matters, right? Yeah. And I think that not enough people are talking about that. I don't care if you have a million dollar business, if it costs you a million one, 
yeah. and you're losing a hundred thousand every every year, right? Mm-hmm. I rather take a hundred thousand dollar business that keeps eighty of it because they have amazing margins and not a lot of overhead. Because I rather run that kind of business, also simpler and less complex. Um, and so we got to start talking about that. What is left after you pay yourself and you pay your taxes? And you know what is left there? That is really where the focus should be. I can imagine we have some business owners listening to the show. Maybe they're driving to a job and they're thinking, you know, I was up early and I was trying to figure out how to pay bills and and and, and do some bookkeeping. And then I needed to uh, uh, do some marketing and now I need to go perform my trade. And then I have uh, maybe a team member I need to deal with that's not performing. And then I have this customer that uh, just can never be happy and they'll, they'll only speak with me. And then I might get home and spend an hour with my wife and kids and go to bed and it starts tomorrow. Um, but but they're thinking, I really need to get this under control. So what would a relationship with you and your team look like? Are, are they meeting with you daily? Is it monthly? Is it, um, you know, h- how how does it work in order to work with you? Yeah. So all of our clients start on a project base because we want to make sure that they know the type of service we deliver and how we work with them. Um, that could be an annual budget planning session where we're taking that off their hands, um, asking them a bunch of questions and just coming up with a financial plan for the year um, without them having to you know, waste time figuring all those pieces out. We do that for them. So they hand it off to us and we, with our expertise, turn it around and make it a actionable plan that they have, you know, goals, clear milestones and things that they have to take action on in order to achieve that. Or they're doing some strategy with us. Maybe some clients are just not ready to sign up uh, for retainer services and they just want the expertise um, at an accessible cost and making sure that we're giving them some perspective financially on how to best um, make decisions in their business. Maybe what is the right compensation? Maybe what is the right margins for each line of service that maybe they haven't even looked at that yet. And it's very common, right? And because they don't have time, right? They're doing all the things and they need someone in their corner to take that work off their plate. And that's what we do for them. In addition, if their bookkeeping is behind or they need someone to do it monthly, we are engaging with clients to do that on a monthly basis and support them that way. Um, And what's worked really well for my smaller clients is they tack on that quarterly planning on top and their annual budget planning. And so there's different ways that we can support clients and take things off their hands. But what really, you know, makes a difference for our clients is we're showing up to at least our monthly reviews if they're working with us ongoing, and we're holding them accountable to have the financial conversation and look at the numbers with us and start talking about what's happening and start creating plans for the future. And in that review meeting, so many times clients have said, if I didn't have this, I would never look at my numbers. <laughs> and so it's like an accountability uh, piece mm-hmm. as well of what we do. And obviously we have clients that we meet more frequently with that are really trying to scale and they're having a lot of success and momentum that need a lot more support. And we come in prepared with an agenda, helping them understand what are the priorities we need to tackle? How do we make progress on the things that um, are being left behind? And making sure that we're also project managing the financial results of the company to ensure we're staying on top and seeing the results that we want to see. Because unless we're working on it, it's just not going to magically happen. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can continue to make more money. You can continue to grow, but your profits are not going to show. There's not going to be that cash in the bank for you to create generational wealth with because you're not intentionally managing it. Okay. So I know that you can't guarantee it, but um, we were talking earlier and, and, and you were saying, uh, you know, kind of a range of what revenue growth your clients kind of tend to see. So talk a little bit about what 
type of results overall your clients end up seeing after beginning kind of an engagement with you? Yeah, so we have helped clients grow 20% year over year on a regular basis. That's like a very standard metric, but we've had clients that have grown between 25 and 45% year over year with our services. Uh, we have we're not a that, marketing coach, sales coach. We're not. So, so we're not. how is somebody's revenue going up by 20, 25% or more when you're not you know, you're not helping them put Facebook ads out and generate more customers. So that that seems a little bit counterintuitive. How is that happening? Because we're proactively planning and being very intentional about the goals we want to hit. And we're checking on progress every month to see how we're doing. And also understanding what are some gaps that the business has, either from a marketing perspective or having to, you know, create sales and generate leads that the business owner needs to either outsource or start working on to ensure that those revenue numbers show up. So there's leading indicators for all the things that we do, which is the lagging on the revenue and cost that we are managing and helping them understand and work through to know the relationship on what needs to happen in order for these results to come about. Um, and that accountability is really what helps them achieve those goals. We also are doing all the planning ahead of time to make sure that we know what do you want to achieve and how are we going to make sure that you stay on track to achieving. And also when they're not on track, we say, hey, you're overspending here and I'm not seeing any results on that salesperson or that you know lead generation campaign that you created. Let's make sure that the data is there and that's you know, you're trying some other companies. If we need to double down on those efforts, we'll budget for that to make sure you can afford to do double that. And so we're looking at the comprehensive financial picture of the business and make sure that all the pieces are there in place to ensure success. I'm not the one doing the work. The clients are, right? We're supporting them and we're there partnering to remove roadblocks and solve problems as they come up and make sure that we're prioritizing our time and effort on the right things. And that is what allows us to then see all the success stories on the back end of it, because now they have a partner that's helping them along the way to achieve those goals and staying on track. Yep. You can't know it all. And and if you're, let's say you're a home builder, you know, you know how to build homes. You probably don't are not well versed in financial forecasting. You just you're just not because you can't know how to do everything. Just like you personally, you probably don't know how to build a home or you probably. Um, so if you needed a home, you, you'd have to pay someone to build a home for you. Now, you'd have input what type of home you want and um, what features and, and what your budget is and things like that. But after that, they're going to kind of take it and they're going to use their expertise, their license, their experience and hopefully build the home that uh, home that you want. Or you can figure it out yourself and probably the home will fall down because you just don't have that expertise and that knowledge. Or it might take you, you know, five years, but hey, you'll get there one day. Um, watching YouTube videos, right? You could always go that path. I don't know, always yep. recommend it if you want to get there faster. But that expertise that we bring also from seeing what is working for other business owners and in the industries that we work with um, really helps our business owners fast track their way to not have to deal with the problems. You know, we're preventing problems and we're de-risking the business by giving them expertise on what we've seen not work well and what has worked well for other people that can apply to their business and their situation. And so there's an element of that sharing as well. Of we've seen it all, we've deal with it all, and we've seen clients in the same situation. We want to avoid you going down that wrong path and save you the money, time, and effort and pain of going the wrong direction as well. So we have business owners and they're thinking, I need this, I need her. I, I, I need to um, kind of talk about this stuff. And, and I know I have some some progress that can be made. 
what do you want them to do? How do they find you? How do they connect with you? What kind of content do you have out there? If maybe they're not quite ready to have a formal engagement, but um, yeah, you, they just need to learn a little bit from you. You know, t- t- tell our business owners kind of what their next steps should be. Yeah, for those ready to work with a fractional CFO and gear their finances outsource, you can reach us on our website to book a call wealthworthwithin.com slash contact. And we offer a 30-minute consultation at no cost. I want to make sure that we understand what are your needs and can we actually help you. And if not, um, they can also book the one-time projects directly on our website if they're ready to move forward and they know that we're the right fit for them from what they heard today. Um, and if you're just you know looking for more insight and education on business finances, we provide a lot of free resources on our blog, on our website, as well as social media. You can sign up for our newsletter if you want to get monthly updates on interviews and things that we've shared as far as free content goes, making sure that you stay on top of your finances. At social media, you can find us at Wealth Worth Within, um, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So if you're feeling like this, this is something that would just help you to sleep at night and maybe even be a weight off your shoulders, try it out. Go to wealthworthwithin.com, check it out, and there is a uh, um, there's a contact uh, button and and see if it's see if it's for you and and see if it's something that could potentially um, you know bring your business to the next level. I talk about it on almost every episode that the small business owners of the world, they need to get the things off of their plate that they shouldn't be doing. We're the Weekly Wealth Podcast, and we talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies that help you to build and maintain wealth. So what does wealth mean to you, to your family, and and in your life? What is wealth? Time, freedom, and options. That is really what it comes down to for me. I want to be around the kids, and I want to take, you know, vacation and travel and see the world. And in order to do that, I want to have freedom of time so I can do it and options to not have to work so hard (laughs) if Mm -hmm. I can help it um, and still, you know, achieve my financial goals. That's what just about everybody says. It's not about having a million dollars in the bank. It's about what the million dollars can do for you. So for anybody who is interested, again, we'll have this in the show notes, but uh, go to uh, www.wealthworthwithin.com, uh, go to the contact uh, tab and uh, book a call, have a have a session, see, uh, see, see what you think. But uh, I think a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs really, really, really can use um, some, some professional uh, financial consulting for their business uh, so they can so they can project properly, make sure that they're uh, charging enough and, uh, and, and just doing the things that helps a business to, uh, to survive. Because when it comes down to it, business is a math equation. And sometimes the math equation goes in our favor. Sometimes it doesn't, but we need to purposefully you know, be, be, be running that math equation in a way that is profitable. So Carla, I appreciate your time, appreciate your expertise. Check out the website. And until next episode, we wish everybody a blessed week. Thanks, Carla. Thanks for having me. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.